Rosanna, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. We have a wonderful interview lined up. <gasps> I'm really I'm excited, excited about this. excited about it. Why do you follow me? Why are you following me? I said, I said it. it first. <laughs> <laughs> so we have this awkward pause to begin our podcast. Yeah, James has tendency to kind of like wait for one second and say something. Does he want to find out what's the line of my speech and then he will immediately grab it? That's the only way I can say anything worth listening to is by exactly. copying Sana. Yes. Okay, Behind every successful man is a successful woman. Behind and James every understood su- it. Behind every successful man is a surprised woman. Surprised woman. You know why we are behind the men? Why? Because we are very smart. We don't want to pull you towards success. We will kick your butt <laughs> towards success. <laughs> Who says you're behind the men? Because that's the saying. That's how the saying goes. Behind saying? every successful man, there Behind is a successful every successful man. Woman. Man. There is a successful woman. There's a surprised woman. All right, let's get on with the show. We have with us Hamza Mutar. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, right. All right. Well, Hamza and I just met yesterday. We're recording this on the 25th of uh, September, 2022. And we just met yesterday. And Hamza is a colleague of Sana at British University of Vietnam, and he teaches cybersecurity, correct? You're right. Wow. He's and, pretty important. And he was just finished, he just finished his PhD at which university? Molana mm, uh, Azad National Origin University in India. Just I uh, finished my PhD in uh, 20th January 2022. Wow, congratulations. Wow. So brand new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't have to remember the name of the university, you just remember it's in India. Yeah. It's quite long. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, they have they got big names because <laughs> they they related to some like uh, spiritual persons oh. or uh, like a great person of nation. Mm. So what's what's the name of the university again? Uh, Molana Azad National Urdu University. Molana Azad National Urdu University. University. Okay. So this uh, Molana Azad was the, the name uh, of the person. He was uh, yeah, and he was the, uh, the first uh, minister of education in India after uh-huh. independence. Oh, after independence, why. yes. But all we have to remember is that it's in India. Yeah, j- just we can call it Manu. 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 Yeah, okay. It's just a shortcut. Right. Oh, I know Manu. I never knew it stands for this because it probably was very long. Maybe, yes. Manu is very popular. Yeah, it's very popular. Very popular University, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and what you, you described your thesis yesterday. Yes. But what 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 did you it, because a thesis when I think of a thesis in in a PhD you're like writing a paper. Yeah. Like like th- that thick, about 5 inches thick. Yeah. And then, it's, and then you have to defend it before a, a board of exactly. people. But your thesis was basically you're recreating cyber attacks, was it? It's no, it's uh <clears throat> I just uh, collected some cyber attacks. I studied them. I studied the 
technique how they just uh, attack the victim and I made countermeasure major techniques against those attacks like I made a techniques to stop uh, those type of attacks mm -hmm. so uh, I have made uh, three techniques I have made actually more but uh, I include three into my PhD and some of them I just uh, uh, written them as a research papers and published them in some conferences and uh, research journals so uh, usually uh, when we spoke uh, when, just when we talk about the thesis um, as a computer science PhD student and engineering we don't focus much on thesis itself just we write the thesis in the end if you if you see like management or some literature student from the first day they start writing their thesis mm -hmm. uh, like page by after page but we may spend three or four years just doing research doing experiments doing some simulations then gathering information <clears throat> after three or four years we start writing our thesis mm -hmm. so and uh, it doesn't take us long like it take us like six to seven months to write our thesis because just we need to collect some like uh, uh, results out of simulations and uh, experiments yes mm -hmm. so after that we write our thesis so for us also we we write less number of pages than uh, the management. literature and management yeah. students. So they may write 300 page, but we write maximum 150 page. Mm -hmm. so, so, so the thesis is max 150 pages? Yes, for like uh, computer science and uh, chemistry students. Yeah, more practical than theoretical. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when it comes to literature, they have to like explore and write many things. So you're gathering all the information through, yes. through practical experience exactly. and then you yes. just write it down yeah like it's analyze like, yes, you it's, write the analysis yes of your just experiment. Uh, yes and mostly it's uh, what we call it uh, quantitative result than qualitative okay. so just we need some numbers and statistical, statistical method. yes methods mm -hmm. yeah some mathematical equations right. like that i used that maybe long ago yeah did you use SPSS? Uh, no, we, uh, we don't use SPSS. Uh, ma usually management people, are, they do that. Yeah. And those who are using like uh, Cochineer and surveys. Uh -huh. But we don't use... Co In some parts of mm -hmm. computer science, we need to use some Cochineer and surveys. But when it comes to like... Uh, usually in cybersecurity, we use some uh, special tools like uh, a Vespa tool and Prover. Uh, tool they are just to analyze security results mm -hmm. so it's That's different from SPSS yeah, yeah. I, I cannot say SPSS is just for management mm -hmm. uh, we can use it for many type of research but uh, still we also we can use it in computer science mm -hmm. so what is cyber security what did, what did you study as it pertains to people because everybody uses a computer Yes. Uh, I mean, what did you, did you study cybersecurity as it would pertain to myself who works on my laptop, or is it more for bigger institutions, governments? No, uh, uh, cybersecurity can like everybody of us, regardless of which specialization he or she is in, they can use cybersecurity. Like uh, 
how to uh, cybersecurity basic things is how to make yourself protected uh, against some attacks or some uh, like uh, enemy. <laughs> yeah, like you can cyber enemies. Like right. uh, okay, you want to keep your phone safe or you want to keep your mobile uh save against some like uh, attack or against some we call it social engineering some people j- uh, just uh, gather information about you just to crack your password and go to your facebook and see your messages or something so usually uh, like uh, for ordinary people they can use this thing by like uh, uh, like i mean ordinary people can use cybersecurity and specialists can use cybersecurity Ordinary people, they, they should use it to protect themselves. And specialists, they use it just to protect, protect companies organization. and organizations. So as ordinary people, they should know that they, um, when they want to protect themselves, uh, we give them some list, uh, one of these uh, types, like you should uh, make a very complicated password Like you should use uh, special characters like question mark, hash, at to your passwords. Uh, you should periodically change your password. Uh, uh, you should not make your password is your phone number or your your address. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, if I want to hack your Facebook, the first thing I want to hack like James' uh, Facebook, the first thing is I will try to write his, uh, type his mobile number or his house address or his <coughs> car plate number. Mm-hmm. So it should not be something related to you. Mm-hmm. It should be something different. So nobody can guess it. Okay, some people really, really good in guessing uh, what, uh, like they can read your mind and find out your password. Right. And it's called social engineering. Mm-hmm. So we usually advise people to not write a pa- make a password that related to them. And and suppose you have four or five accounts like Facebook, Instagram, and so so blah blah blah. So don't make a unique password for all of these accounts. So if you if your one of your accounts is being hacked, so the others are safe. So don't make equal. So you have password. different passwords for each one. Yes, right. you should. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, if, when it is same, so all your accounts are cracked. So you should have different... different and definitely passwords. don't use the word password as your password. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who would do that? You would, it would surprise you, sweetheart. Back, I, I, it probably, I think people are a little bit more attuned to cybersecurity now in 2022. But like 15 years ago when... All this internet and passwords were brand new. People would just type in password. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, one, two, three, four, five. A lot of these uh, here in, in Eco Park, a lot of the Wi-Fi passwords are like one, eight, two, eight, three, eight, four, eight, five, eight. six, seven, eight, or eight eights. Yeah, they don't care. They want everybody to use it probably. Eight nines. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I guess that's not really vital that you protect that. But, yeah. But for I think cybersecurity is mostly used in higher level. Uh, for-profit organization, non-for-profit organization, and governmental level. Right. I mean, what you have studied. Right. But what you are saying for personal account and everything, that also applies. True. Yeah. But I think cybersecurity subject, it's so deep, um, especially when it comes with, you know how I'm from Iran and always a lot of countries in the world, they think we have the best cyber attacks 
at the, what do you call? Yes, how about that? You should that? know that exactly. Iranian technology-wise, yeah, they I always know. attack cyber. Some other countries. So yeah. how those countries can protect themselves from the cyber attacks from Iran? Like, I think that's what you probably advise. Yes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, each, each country, they have their own, like, cyber, what can I call it? Cyber department. Mm-hmm. And uh, which they work on how they they are monitoring the systems twenty four seven. Some people goes and go and some people come. So all of them are cybersecurity specialists, and they just have they have some analysis uh, softwares, which they can intercept and filter the packets. We, the packets are uh, like uh, basically our messages that comes come through internet so they have to filter them they have to read into them and they can figure out whether these messages are like containing some malware spyware before 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 they accept yeah (laughs) before accepting before Mm. like allowing them to enter to the country Country. network so um so when some countries attacking other countries they come with new technique that country can the the vector country cannot figure out. Mm. So uh, this is what happens uh, usually. I know America always blame us, saying that we always attack their Pentagon and whatever. And we in Iran we laugh. You always say we have the highest technology. You cannot stop our cyber attacks. Or is it just a story because they want to create a war? Yeah, or whatever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there, there was like a few weeks ago I've heard about. Yeah, it that. recently was uh, three weeks ago that yeah. oh, Iranians attacked uh, some Pentagon. I don't know what information, but we cannot find where they are now on this yeah, I cloud. What, yeah, what, <laughs> yes, one country told to other told other country we can uh, save yeah. you against Iranian attacks. So second day. Iran attacked them. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a news. So, I forgot those countries. Saudi Arabia and some other countries. Yeah, that's our weapon. Yeah. We only go through cyber. Yeah. All right. So, for us who mainly use, like, laptops, I use a MacBook Pro for my work, and yeah. an iPhone, iPad, is passwords, that like, our biggest vulnerability? Or Yes, the, the passwords and spywares. Like, uh, the passwords are, like, usually... Uh, this type of companies like uh, Apple, they have very good protection. Like uh, nobody can hack you because if they want to hack you, they have to hack the company itself. Mm-hmm. So this is where I say the social engineering. They don't hack the company; they hack the person himself. So I may guess your password and enter to your phone or enter to your mobile. Sorry, enter to your MacBook. So. Uh, this is what I. This is what we call social engineering. So, uh, in this case, you should not give your mobile or uh, uh, laptop to somebody whom you don't trust. Mm-hmm. I've never done that in yeah. my life. I know yeah. like my personal. Yeah, you may give you may give your laptop to somebody else. Then he or she can install a software called Keylogger. This Keylogger just record with a thumb drive. Yes, everything you you type. Just it takes the, those uh, words and send them to his email address. Right. By the end of the day, he can check. For sure, when you want to access your Facebook, you will type your email, then email address or the username, sorry, and the password. So it will be there. 
so he can figure it out and enter to your right. email address. So uh, we should not give our laptops to somebody whom we don't know mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is uh, so you don't give the actual laptop no, to somebody you or your never. mobile phone, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I became very, I'm not saying I'm smart, I became smart, smart on these, you know, right. uh, uh, stuff when I start working in Malaysia for this governmental company called MKP, and uh, I was at trade and business development manager but on the other side what we were doing is we would catch scammers who right. want to hack our organization yes. and as much as I hate my employers <laughs> I love my direct boss the CEO of the company who was a um, very old gentleman and he said don't care about what's happening here just learn as much as you can because these are the things you will never find and I was only 28 when then um, I saw things. He could actually hack into everybody's email address. <laughs> you know what? I myself, I have learned to go to yahoo.com and I would receive an email. I would get the HTML and read the HTML, which server this email came from, right. what time, who typed it. And it was not the person's account. Right. You know, these people taught me a lot. I studied nanotechnology through them. And how much, you know, uh, all these are so connected with dots. I, I became smart from that time. There is one more advice for ordinary people when they just, okay, you're living in so-and-so country mm -hmm. and you're living this country forever. Mm -hmm. You may visit in future, but I mean, you're not working there anymore. You're mm -hmm. not settling down there. So you should remove your phone number. Mm -hmm from all your social media accounts. Mm -hmm. So about, uh, this is your Instagram. Uh, you connected your Instagram with your phone number, right? Mm -hmm. Then you left, you, you're going I to leave. I never put any personal yeah. information on So online. you're going to leave the country. Mm -hmm. Then your phone number for sure after five, six months or one year will be for someone else. Right. Someone else will use this phone, uh, phone number. number. Yeah. Yes, this number. So they will get some uh, like... Um, uh, notifications or what we call SMS that uh, this is your account so you can change the password mm -hmm. or something because they have because the phone number is connected to the social media account mm -hmm. so they can like easily access it right they are not yours mm -hmm. they are not theirs it's yours mm -hmm. so many incidents happened like that so mm -hmm. we before we leave any country just we have to disconnect this mobile number from our social media accounts. So nobody can access Again, it. Again, from that time, my experience, I became so private and I felt, I, I by myself had built my happiness when I became private and detached myself from a lot of things that girls in my age was doing, you know, putting things online, yeah. all the personal information, yeah, that is... bank, everything is connected in this world. Whether you like, it's like algorithm. Right. Working through algorithm. And I've learned it and became smart and was like, no, yes. Sana, you have to go. Ships are going this way. You go on the other side <laughs> of the flock. Yeah. And I always did that. People can know uh, everything about you. Just I don't like anybody to know anything in, about me. Yeah, in no. one scroll in social media account, they can know everything about you. So it's not about they know about me. It's when they know it, they like you know they design things that somewhere in the future bring luck. You know, luck at luck. Yeah. 
in my life, I don't want that. I have experienced it, and I want to prevent it before, you know. Prevention is better than cure. Exactly. So, yeah, we are living in a very dangerous world. Well, you're obviously very excited and uh, passionate about what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Can you take us to the moment where, like, maybe there was a light bulb that went on and you said, this is what I want to do? You mean... Uh, Cybersecurity, yeah. like your, your profession. Yes. Because it's, it's not just a job. You obviously exactly, feel yes. like you're called to do it. Yes. Actually, when I was, you can say, kid, not like in... When I was like uh, 15, 14 years old, I was passionate towards computers. Mm-hmm. Like I used to... I mean, I love computers, not just for gaming, like other kids, they love to play. Just, I, 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 I learned how to format them, like how to format a system, how to install an operating system to the computer machine. So when I was 15, 16, I used to like fix uh, all my neighborhood's computers, like my neighbors, they come and say, Hamza, please, like, check our, uh, laptop, our laptop or our desktop is not working. What is the problem? So slowly, slowly, like, uh, the love of computers grown up with me. Then after I finished high school, I was really confused. Shall I really take study computer science or something else? Because I feel, okay, a computer science is a hobby for me. So I should take other major to, uh, like... Uh, I was thinking about like pharmacy or management and the computer science was my third option. So because I feel it's a hobby, I can't do it like beside my... Any other profession. So then I have sat with some elderly people and seniors. So they told me you can make it as a profession and hobby. So you will be like... uh, uh, you will do something good in it if you take it as a hobby and profession. So then I was searching. Actually, I didn't want to study in Yemen. I was like, I felt this education uh, quality was not that much good. And also that time Yemen was in peace. There was no war. So I used to watch those who studied abroad. They come, they get nice jobs. So I felt, why not me also? I should mm-hmm. go somewhere else and study. So I was searching which uh, like good and cheap country to get this type of education, like computer science. So then I chose India. Mm, good choice. <laughs> yes, I went to India. I spent almost 11 and a half years. I did my bachelor degree in, co- in computer applications, then master's in networking, and PhD in cybersecurity. So I did, yeah, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I studied uh, like this eleven years higher studies. So here eleven years. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. you're in uh, first through twelfth grade is typical school. Yeah. Immediately mm-hmm. I didn't and stop. You basically, do that twice. Mm. Wow. Actually, after high school, I was not good in English. Actually, in Yemen, we have very less international schools, and they were too costly. I was studying in a private school, but it was uh, we had only one subject 
English. one English subject in every year mm. and that it was for just uh, normal spoken English okay. mostly writing writing probably. and some grammar, grammar and yeah. so after I finished my school I was not good enough in English to travel abroad and start studying all subjects like a, a science major in English so I joined an American Institute called it's an organization actually it's called Amidist America and Middle East You'll find it in every like uh, Arab, Arab country, capital city. So it's an organization and they have also education part mm-hmm. in that. So I have, I spent there almost nine months. I, I was from zero told, you start speaking English? Yes, I, most of teachers were American. Uh, I, yes, I, I had... Uh, I had yeah, nine months. After those nine months, I shifted to India. Mm-hmm. So, still I remember... I, I want people, uh, Americans that are listening to this, to listen to Hamza. Uh, s- students in America, we were encouraged to take a foreign language. Okay. But it's not a necessity. Like, you don't, you don't grow up in the United States right. and, take, and, and learn Spanish because you have to learn Spanish. Right. Like, you, your experience was, it was almost like all they had was one class. Right. And, and what, they, what they taught you was not enough so, so that you could make a living. Right. So, to put things in perspective, Americans don't understand how good we've got it. We don't. Exactly, and it was. It took me living outside of the United States for a significant amount of time to understand, and, and also being married to an Iranian woman, um, who it, it, life is not easy when you uh, when English is not your first language. You have to learn English if you want to live a decent life. Right. So I could say. If I would not have studied English, I would be now in Yemen doing like very like poor job. I would not have get my PhD. Mm-hmm. So English is really very important, and those who are native speakers are really lucky. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and native speakers don't understand how just how lucky they are. Yes, and I just want to add one more thing. Eighty uh, percent of all research and education resources or all, uh, all around the globe are in English. Right. And 20% are divided by other languages like French, Arabic, Spanish. So if you if you really want to be a good researcher or a good in any specialization, you should know English because you will find many resources to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That and traveling. Like... Um, I can probably, but 98% of the countries in the world, I can just get on a flight, land, and get a visa on arrival. Right. You know, I could, I don't know what it is like in Yemen. I don't know if I could fly in and get a visa, but probably, probably Saudi Arabia, maybe Yemen. Yeah, you can, but mm. the situation these days, yeah, it's, like, it's probably, yeah, it's probably yeah. a little, before that, it was easy. Yes. it's a little tenuous right now. Right. But, but what I'm saying is that I could, I could, Fly into Australia, right? And just go to customs. They'll give me a visa, right? Korea, South Korea, anywhere. Yes. Whereas Sana, if she wants to go anywhere other than 
I think maybe Turkey. You don't need to get a visa. Turkey, Malaysia, Muslim, most of Muslim countries. Today I just uh, I was watching or uh, just checking on internet. What are the countries that they allow me to get visa on arrival? For just Yemenis, a, for Yemenis passport. Mm. So there were only ten countries. Ten? <laughs> I think for yeah. us the same. Yeah. There were only ten countries. Few more so, yeah. in South America. All those countries that supported Iran supported like. Um, Uh, Iraq, Syria, Venezuela, Venezuela. Mexico, Cuba. Yeah, Cuba. I can go without uh, visa. Yeah. Some British island as well. I can yeah, go without one visa. British one British island. island I can go without visa. Almost are in Bermuda. Bermuda. I can go without a visa. <laughs> so the, the so they want me to die in the Bermuda. <laughs> go without a visa. Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> so to because. I know that Americans don't understand uh, just how just how fortunate we are. Right. We, we just don't get it. Uh, we we can. It, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Roman Empire. If you were a Roman citizen in the time of Jesus, right? You know, you just you had it good. You really had it good, uh, and Americans have it good. Yes. So I, I didn't want to go off on too much of a tangent. I just wanted to highlight that because. Um, That, that's it's worth noting. Now, tell us about life in Yemen, because you said if you didn't have your PhD, what what like if you're growing up in Yemen and you plan on staying in Yemen for your whole life, what what's your life going to look like? Uh, I have left Yemen in 2010. Mm -hmm. So after six months, the Arab Spring started. If you have heard oh, about yes, it, yes, of course. So from that time onwards, some uh, Middle East countries are being destroyed. Mm. Like, um, we'll talk about education first. <clears throat> I finished my bachelor degree in three years. Same time, I just got admission in India. Some, my, some classmates in Yemen got their admission in Yemen universities. So I finished in normal time, like three years. And they finished it in five years because Arab Spring was going on mm -hmm. and some conflicts like civil wars started. And so they couldn't finish their education in like a regular time. So I was lucky because I was outside of the country. Mm -hmm. My friends, they finished. By the time they finished their bachelor degree, I finished my master's degree. I after five years, I got my master's degree. But after, the after five years, they got their uh, bachelor degree. So this is a really a very sad thing because the situation was very bad. Um, can, and can, you, can, you, can you briefly describe the Arab Spring? The Arab Spring is... Uh, I really don't... I myself don't know what does it mean. Yeah, I really... It's, <laughs> Arab Spring is uh, what we call it. Revelation, revelation against the uh, against the like regimes in most of Arab countries. Oh, okay. Yes, mm -hmm. they need they they wanted to uh, overthrow yes. head of states for each of these countries. Yes, and get new like uh, like new presidents. And this happened during Bush. Bush actually. No, no, no. no? Uh, during Obama. Obama. Obama, uh, Obama, Obama started Obama. this. Mm. Yeah. So. Uh, Wait, Obama the thing started is, it? <laughs> I mean, in his time. So, the thing is, okay, every, 
every every society you can delete that that's okay <laughs> every <laughs> every society has uh, their own like uh, choice to like their own freedom to choose their president but not the way they did it in Arab Spring mm-hmm. they just came to streets and uh, they start telling the presidents just uh, go away hand over the power so it's it, it should not go like this way and okay if you if you did it you should have a plan what you have to do after okay after the president hand over the power then you should have something like to replace <laughs> yeah yeah to 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 fill that place so they were not having that so you see now most of arab uh, countries middle east countries are destroyed so oh, okay so that's it for yeah oh, well oh, okay so you're saying uh there would be this tyrannical regime yeah bringing misery on their people right and then they're replaced by people with good intentions No, but they don't no. but they don't have they have replaced by people more ba- like more worse than the previous ones okay but they have better propaganda but who put them in a place that's why i said obama state no 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 it's not like that uh, <laughs> it's always america or british behind this uh, what i want to say okay we yeah we can okay they may play some rules in that but we cannot blame others about what happened to us if we're not united inside the country itself if we're yeah, fighting true. each other mm-hmm. so we cannot blame the uh, blame others of course others will take advantage when they they are not exactly. united from within yes so this is what happened in middle east mm-hmm. so you're saying that they they overthrew the status quo mm-hmm. but didn't have anything yes substantive to replace it with exactly got it right okay So uh, we were talking about education so from that time till now the education is too bad in 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 Middle East the job opportunities are very less because when you are in war there is no like nobody wants to invest yes, in the country yes the uh, the Everybody private needs. sector become like becomes uh, they, they just take their their as they, they, they go to go. different countries yeah. um uh you know in yemen like in north yemen especially north yemen for uh, since 2015 i think nobody gets salary nobody gets salary yes right, the humanitarian is yes it's the worst, worst uh, yeah, yeah yes now in yemen nobody yeah. gets a salary yes people don't have work yeah the economy is nothing. like we have and no economy at world, all now we have right? abundant resources and nobody in the world feed the kids right kids are dying every day yes i cannot talk about it i i don't have a good nerve system yeah so it's really worse yeah. all right well we we're, we're not we're not intentionally getting people depressed we're not talking about all the stuff just to, to talk about it just <laughs> yeah. so let's change the topic yeah. <laughs> no i mean we could talk about injustices forever right but um where do you see yourself I mean you just got here in BUV first first real job. Yeah. I mean what what was your first job in Yemen? Actually I left Yemen when I was a kid. When you were a kid. Yeah, I like oh, okay. yeah, I was yeah, I was no 17 and a half something so like that. You didn't have a job. So no, no, no. Yeah, I I I did some uh, you know uh I did uh, like uh what you can say uh, I used to make some decorations for uh, weddings. Oh, okay. It was like a hobby and I started doing it when I was uh, 15. Mm-hmm. 
So my family is to like uh, they don't want they didn't want me to do it, especially my uncles. And uh, actually, after my father' death, so I I did it not because of like uh, leakage of money, no, because I I really wanted to do it. So people used to look at me like, oh, this guy has no debt, so they feel I really want money. So it was not from that perspective, but because I like to do it. It was some decorations, putting some flowers, and uh, so um, and we we didn't earn much, so like I can keep it as a profession. But uh, after some years, after after high, then I I finished my high. I used to do it along with my high school. After high school, when I went to the before I go to and study English in that uh, American institute. I worked with one uh, contractor. I used to drive his uh, truck and put the uh, like uh, the uh, building stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, for three or four months, then I shifted to the capital city. I started to study study English. To Sana. Sana city, yes. <laughs> Sana. It's the capital, capital of city. It is. Yes. It is. How do you spell it? S A N S A N. Double A. Mm-hmm. Sana. Just really? Sana. Same as my name. Yes. So, <laughs> so I spent nine months there. I used to work, I used to study English and work in one publishing book, publishing house, uh, where they print the books and sell them. So I worked. I used to work there. Uh, then I came to India. In India, for my my first three years, I didn't really do a job. But uh, in my master time, I used to work as a part-time uh, network, like a system admin in one Indian company. Then I worked for two years, almost all my master time. Then in PhD, I was teaching uh, master and bachelor students, not as a job, as like... Uh, Assistant uh, professor. No, it's not. It was not job. It was uh, like requirements for PhD oh, right, scholars right. To, mm. to teach and do research. In U.S. universities, they require. Yeah, yeah to I think PhD many places. So I taught almost three years. Mm. So it gave me like some experience, experience before yeah. I come here to BUV. Right. Yeah, we we could say like BUV is my real first job. First real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> But you were talking yesterday when we met and we were talking over lunch how um, the stuff that you did for your PhD, right? like a year from now, it's going to be irrelevant. You know, like your your industry is always changing. Constantly. Yes, actually, yeah, uh, exactly. You're right. Uh, now in like in the era of technology, like everything is changing every two or three years. Just look at the like phones. Few days ago, there was iPhone, iPhone one, fourteen. Two, three, four, 14 iPhone fourteen. Like within two years, we will have iPhone eighteen, something like that, right. or yeah. iPhone seventeen. So people love to go with new technology and leave the old one. Yeah. So as a computer science, uh, uh, like specialist or cybersecurity or anybody who involved in technology should improve themselves, if like uh, con- uh, constantly, constantly because. If they stop, they will find themselves nowhere. Right. Yes. So the yeah. thing which I did in my PhD, mm-hmm. 
after like one year or two years, they will be like outdated. Right. Yes, for sure. You but know, this is how it goes. You said about iPhone, you know, like our 18 years old students, every year any new iPhone comes, the very they, first thing they the parents get, give them, get them the new one. Yeah. I have, I worked here four years, so I can see each year, each every, year. they change, change. They change, change. the phones, yes. I changed my phone, and they don't have a job, the family pays for it. I had iPhone 7 when it came out, and my iPhone 12, we got it last year only. So after six years, seven years, I changed, and I still, my phone had no problem. Yeah, so oh, okay, so if, if it's a brand new iPhone, is it because there's some monumental change, or is it... That's, just, what, that's where I'm going. Or is, or is they they just do one small change, and they say, well, a bunch of people in are going to buy the brand new In fact, there is not much change in it. There are I mean, no is that, For example, from 13 to 14, is only the size of the camera at the back. That These three spots, they became bigger. Three big spots. Yeah. So because of they that, the resolution, the yeah, of, resolution uh, change. Yes, That's the how only many, change. How many right. pictures do I don't take exactly with my what, phone? Maybe yeah. they they increase the like uh, the. Uh, Quality of processing and memory. So that's, that's their so mean. that's their business model. Is every, yes, every right. year they come up with with this, uh, small very small thing, thing and knowing a, that a bunch of rich uh, parents Apple are really buy a got it good. One. They psychologically attach their customers oh, yes. to become loyal customers. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, it becomes like a lifestyle when you say uh, it's uh, just a lifestyle. I have an iPhone yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh, my phone, iPhone 12. For this is almost two years. We're having it right. One year, uh, about a year and a half, I think. But one year and a half. Yeah. The selfie camera, I would say maybe I did shot hundred times. The back mm -hmm. of it, two or three times. Because <laughs> I don't really socialize out there with people to see it and take photo of tables or different dresses. Well, Apple, it, it used to be like fifteen years ago. If you were an Apple user, you were an outlier. Yeah. Every everybody used a PC. Right. Yes, like Microsoft, and if you were did Apple, you were like a, you were you were different. If you were you Apple, were you, you were, were not pear. <laughs> you were right. not a banana. <laughs> but but there are studies that show that people who used Apple products, and this is probably true more yeah. of like mid many used mid, for prestige mid aughts, <laughs> if they would look at the the Apple logo, this the same chemicals would release in their brain just the same as the mention of for a christian jesus mm. if, if, if a devout christian were to hear the word jesus they would uh the same chemicals in their brain would release when a devout apple user saw the apple logo or saw steve jobs on tv mm. the same chemicals mm. released in the brain All right. it's true yeah, yeah. people true. really worship that oh brand. yeah it, it, they they I don't know how they got it, but there's well, like Samsung. It's much better for much better I mean, design. Well, even even the word podcast. It came from Apple. You it said it came from me, Apple yeah. because they were listening to on iPods. Right. Yeah, it was in podcast. And I don't know if Steve Jobs himself <laughs> actually came up with the word podcast or if it was just organic. But that's <laughs> it, Apple is forever linked with podcasts because of that. This this medium that we're doing right now, Apple, that it's like brand recognition right there. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. lot to learn on a branding and marketing yes, perspective sir. from Apple, for sure. Steve Jobs, brilliant man. Yeah, 
Of course. Started from zero. Twice? Yes. Got fired from his own company? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. My grandmother used to say, some people touch the stone, they turn it into gold. Yeah. Some people, they <laughs> dig the ground, find the gold, and they <laughs> the turn just stone. Yeah. <laughs> just, you might be good in technology, but you need also some business skills. Management. To, yeah, management. Skills. And people skills. Yeah. People, people skills. skills. Gotta have people skills. Right. So. You know, we are all actors in this world. Whatever profession we have. And if we are not building our scenarios, it will fail. What do you mean by that? I don't know, it's just some saying came to my mind. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. We're all actors. In this world. We're all, we're all divide, uh, designing our set. Yeah. <coughs> and if we don't play it well, we will fail. Not only us, but the whole audience. If we don't play well. It's very funny. I used to have a colleague who used to write anything I would say when we get together. <laughs> now he's writing. He's in UK now. Like quotes. Yeah, he collected like whole book. Some Every time things. we talk, he said, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I should write down what yeah. you just told me. Well, you're full of them, honey. The, the, the book of Sana. <laughs> it just comes, I don't know from where. That was it. That was Sana's school of thought. <laughs> I like the book of Sana. It's too much. <laughs> the book of Sana. Book like of that. Sana. Well, we've been uh, running our mouths for almost 50 minutes. Wow. And it feels like about five minutes has passed. So it means right. we've had a good time. Right. So we have been speaking with Hamza Mutar. I, I have the worst time with these Arab names. <laughs> yeah, it's Mutar. Mutahar. Mutahar. Okay, that's, that's my best attempt at it. Uh, he's a professor at British University Vietnam. Do you have a website? No, I I have you want uh, one real cheap. I, uh, <laughs> kidding, kidding. Yeah, uh, I have uh, my Google Scholar account where you can find my research there. Really? What What's the website for that? Uh, just uh, if you right Hamza Mutahar, Hamza Mutahar just in Google Scholar, in Google Scholar search okay. bar, you will find. All right, I tell you what, I'm going to find the link, yeah. and then I will do a publish it on the website. I will do jnshub.com forward slash Hamza. <laughs> and that's spelled H-A-M-Z-A. Yeah. If you go to type in jnshub.com forward slash Hamza, it's going to redirect to his website okay. that he just mentioned with all his scholarly articles. Yeah. So be, be prepared for an onslaught of visitors. Yeah. You're going to have three visitors, guaranteed. Sure. <laughs> so just... just just prepare your servers. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is James and Sana, and you've been listening to the Baboshdan podcast, and we've had Hamza as our guest. Been a pleasure, man. It's my pleasure to you. I really like. I enjoyed talking to you, and this is my first time in podcast. Well, you do it really yeah, well. Let's yeah, let's, so. let's you 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 took me into a roller coaster up See, and down. Yeah, you did really All well. the emotions came into me. Don't make it your last. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It should not be. You have a, you have a gift yeah. for uh, I wish to be your guest again in yeah, other podcasts. We will work it out. Absolutely. Yeah.